0: Hello, and thanks for joining us for this episode of Her Gavel, a podcast where we shatter the glass ceiling for women in law. I'm your host, Stephanie Watchman, and I've been coaching and training women attorneys all over the world for nearly a decade. Women lawyers, no matter where they are in their careers, face many challenges, frustrations, and some fantastic opportunities. On this podcast, I'll be interviewing experts to cover many of the issues I get asked about, like managing stress, career growth, law firm leadership, self-confidence, business development, and even planning for retirement. My goal is to provide you with the tools and tips you need for your own professional growth. And now let's get on with the show. I was thinking a lot about this, and today I want to talk to you about confidence, about your own self-confidence, about managing self-doubt when you second guess yourself. I work with so many women, especially female attorneys. And even if you're experienced and maybe a 10-year associate, there's always like these little voices in our head that cause us to second guess ourselves and have doubt. And it happens in all aspects of our lives. And I think for women especially, that voice is probably louder than for many, probably many men, even though I do coach a lot of men that have the situation, but it's this voice in our head that keeps telling us, you know, you're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're not tall enough. You're not short enough. You're not thin enough. You're not fit enough. Why aren't you doing more? Um, if you speak up in this meeting, everybody's going to know that you don't know what the heck you're talking about. You're going to be found out to be a fraud. And the list goes on and on and on of how we comp- Completely continue to berate ourselves and put ourselves down. And it's a, as a coach, it's something that I've been working on myself, like self coaching myself to be aware of these voices in my head and how to overcome them. And that's what I wanted to talk about with you today in this little short segment that I'm doing on the podcast, is because this voice of self doubt really works against us it doesn't work in our favor and there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons for it and i want to share two personal stories about this and how it impacted me and then i'm going to give you some tools in terms of how to overcome that voice but this is what happened to me so 8 years ago this time of year one of the reasons why i'm sharing this with you i was diagnosed with breast cancer i was 42 years old with two very young children and i was told that I had two small tumors growing in my right breast. And at the time I was a vegan. I'm a very fit person. I exercise five days a week. I'm very, very physically active. I love my sports. I ate really well. I did everything right. I slept, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't do drugs. Like I, I always felt like I did everything right. And here I am at 42 years old, diagnosed with this life-threatening illness. And to tell you that I beat myself up is probably the understatement of the year. I was totally about what did I do wrong? Why am I, why did I do this to myself? Like I was literally blaming myself for getting sick that I didn't do enough. There's that word again, enough, enough, enough. And it was wrong for me to do that to myself. And another story about that happened, I was coaching this executive and he was a very, very advanced leader in a publicly traded company. And the vice president of human resources had asked me to do what's called a 360 on this person, which was uh, speaking to different people within the organization to find out what this man did really well, what he could do better at and what he should continue doing and gathering all this information and then sharing it with him and with the founder of this publicly traded company. Now this uh, VP did not like this man very much and he was very high up within the organization and she felt that was problematic because she didn't like him, but that, that's a side note. Anyways, I did this 360 interview and it turned out everybody loves this guy. thought he was fantastic. thought he should be the future leader of the company. And when I presented the findings to the founder and to the vice president of human resources, her face literally dropped. And she came up to me after the meeting and she said, that was the worst feedback survey I have ever heard. And she completely beat me down. And I walked out of there defeated. Now, all the information that I had gathered was factual. I had gathered it from everybody that has met with this person. And yet I felt like horrible, like I'm the worst coach in the world. I have no business being a coach. Why am I doing this job? Even though the facts were on my side, because this one person didn't agree with my true findings, I let that impact how I felt about myself and how I felt about my business. And again, that was my little inner voice, my self-critic putting me down. And it's not right to let your self-critic put you down, especially when it impacts and affects your life and your happiness. And so fast forward to where we are today, and I want to share some ideas and tools with you that I know work. First of all, when we talk about that inner critic, that voice in our head that puts us down, that beats us up, that makes us feel like we're just not worthy of anything, or we're not good enough, or especially like if you're in court and you have opposing counsel who's a very aggressive, loud talker, and you're a soft talker, then you don't feel like you're enough. All of these things, you put yourself down for no reason. And that inner critic was really designed when you were a very young child to protect you from harm. So if I were to put my fingers on a flame, they would burn. So now I know not to do that again. And that voice in my head says, hey, if you stick your fingers in that flame, you're going to burn your hand. So take it off. So pain shouldn't last forever. It should last for a second, as long as it would take you to learn that if you put your fingers into a flame, you would burn yourself real simple. Yet when things happen to us at work, even if we make a mistake, we continually beat ourselves up over and over and over again. And it is the equivalent of sticking your fingers into a flame and just leaving them there. So that's why that little voice in your head, that voice of your inner critic or your saboteur is there. It was designed when you were young as a child to protect you from bad things happening. But now we use that voice for everything in our life and we actually listen to it more than we listen to our most wisest part of ourself, what I call our sage self, the truth about your situation and who you are. So for example, if you are an attorney and you've done a lot of research, you know what you're talking about and you're sitting with a client in a room and you're the only woman in the room and there's a bunch of men around you and everybody is a loud talker and pushing their thoughts around and you decide you have something to say, but you're not going to say it because that little voice in your head is saying, if you say something, they're all going to stop. They're all going to look at you and they're going to know that you don't know what you're talking about. And you're going to be found out to be a fraud. You have no business practicing the law. I've heard this from a lot of women that that's a voice that actually does go on in, in their mind. If you do that, then you're letting the voice of your saboteur run your life. And the truth is, if you were to ask yourself what the truth is, that you do know the answer, that you do have something to say, and that you're not a fraud, but you never listen to the voice of that sage. The sagest part of yourself is the quietest part of, for many of you. So here's my advice, and I want you to think about this, is that can you quiet that voice in your head that puts you down and make the voice of your wisest part of yourself louder? Can that wiser voice outshine the saboteur? But the first part of this is that you have to be clear about who your saboteur is. What is this voice of that saboteur? What are you saying to yourself that's negative? What is the chatter in your mind that is putting you down? And once you're clear about that, and I always say to my clients, write it down. Write down what all the negative, nasty things you say to yourself. And then write down the truth what is the truth of the situation? The truth is you are a good attorney. The truth is maybe you are a young attorney and you don't know as much as a senior partner, but that's okay. You're allowed to make mistakes and learn and grow. That's why it's called the practice of law, not the perfect of law. So the idea here is to write down all those little things that you say to yourself that's negative and then write down the truth. Okay. And then write down what you want to achieve. So for example, like I work with a lot of women and sometimes I hear, I wish I could exercise more. I don't I wish I could very, very weak language. First of all, that'll be another podcast where we talk about using strong language, but very weak language. So if you wish you could work out more, what is the truth? The truth is I'm busy from 7 a.m. until 7 p.m. and there's no time in my schedule for exercise. Okay, that's your truth. What could I do differently is the next question you might want to ask yourself. Well, I could do push-ups for 15 minutes, push-ups and sit-ups for 15 minutes in the morning before I start my day. Okay, let's try that. The idea is that even if there's something that you want to change, make a small change, but do something towards it, and you're going to start to talk to yourself differently and feel differently about yourself. And so there's one other thing I want to share about how you can start talking to yourself differently and stop putting yourself down. And that is from a book that I read by Ethan Cross called Chatter and it's where you talk to yourself in the third person. And I love this concept, and it works like this. like, Let's just say you're talking to a really good friend of yours and they're having a problem. And they say, hey, can you give me some advice? Well, chances are you can give them some really good advice because, hey, most of you are lawyers and you have great advice. So you give advice and you want them to listen to your advice, right? Because it's good advice. And yet when it comes to yourself, We rarely listen to our own advice. We rarely listen to ourselves. That's our wise voice. We rarely, rarely listen to it. So the idea is this, is that if you can talk to yourself in the third person, then you will likely be able to listen and follow your own advice. It's how the brain works. It's very, very cool. So for example, in the morning when I wake up, I'm like, I don't want to work out. I don't want to work out. I don't want to work out. And then I'll say I'm so lazy I can't get out of bed. That's all my negative saboteur stuff going on. And then I'll I'll switch. I'll say, okay, Stephanie, the best thing that you could possibly do is to get up and exercise because you know it's going to make you feel better. You just know it. So let's just do this. And when I speak to myself like that, I actually listen to my own advice, and it works. So I encourage you to try that exercise. Probably best to do it in your own head. Otherwise, you might get funny looks in the streets. But try to talk to yourself in the third person. And if you're interested, the book is called Chatter. It's very, very good as well. So I hope that this podcast has given you some ideas in terms of what to do to quiet that nasty voice in your head that is constantly criticizing you and to make the voice of your sagest or wisest self even louder so that you can start living a happier, healthier and really more confident life. And I'll speak with you soon at the next podcast. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Her Gavel. Make sure to subscribe and rate us. For our show notes and information on upcoming episodes, visit our website at hergavel.com. And if you'd like more information about coaching, training, or any of my books, please send email to stephanie@hergavel.com. at hergavel.com. Be sure to stay tuned for our next episode of Her Gavel, where we will continue to shatter the glass ceiling for women in law.